the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. In today's message, Pastor Rander teaches us God's specific requirements for praising and thanking Him as outlined in Psalms 100. Every person of every nation is to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. God's word makes it clear that no person or nation is exempt from this requirement. We are to praise him for his goodness to us in all things. We are to serve him with gladness and come before his presence with singing. We are to love God, praise God, and bless his name at all times. He will be teaching from a number of scriptures. So get your pen and paper ready. Now let's listen in. In Genesis 1-9a, it says, Then God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place. Seas and oceans, sea, lakes, and so forth. Genesis 1-10b says, And the gathering together of the waters he called seas, and God saw that it was good. Let me tell you something. About 70% of the earth's surface is covered with water. In other words, you got more water, far more water than you have land. 97% of the water on the earth is salt water. Salt water is filled with salt and other minerals and humans cannot drink it. 2% of the water on earth is glacial water, glacier ice at the north and south poles. Less than 1% of all water on earth is fresh water that we, that we can actually use. We use this small amount of water for drinking, transportation, heating and cooling, in industry and many other purposes. One percent. You see, that's all. We've got about six, seven billion people and one percent. That's staggering. But you say that looks small. But one percent of what? Well, you consider all the oceans, all the lakes and rivers. And it says one percent. How big is that one? Think about that. And it's enough for us to live on. Staggering. God created it and God owns it. Number six, God owns plant life. Genesis chapter one, verses 11 through 12. It says, then God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed and the fruit trees that yields forth fruit according to its kind whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seed according to its kind and the seed that yields fruit whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. You know why I kept saying it was good? It was good because God is a good God. My friend, the vastness of plant life is incredible all by itself. Let me give you just one amazing example of plant life. Scientist George Washington Carver, a black man born in 1860, 
changed the way we live today in so many ways. Not only did he invent peanut butter, he also came up with over 300 products from the peanut, such as soap, ink, and candy, and much more, just to name a few, from one plant. Staggering. And God owns plant life. What else does he own? Number seven, sea creatures. That's Shamu. Genesis 1.28 says, then God said, let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures. Genesis 1.21 says, so God created the great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded. Uh, Between 700,000 and 1 million species live in the world's oceans. It is also estimated that between one-third and two-third of those species have yet to be named and described. Scientists say there may be as many as nine million species we haven't even discovered yet. And yet God created them all. So those are things that you see in the aquarium. That's just a smidget of the creation that's in the waters of sea creatures. Then number eight, God owns and created the animal kingdom. Animal kingdom in, in the blanks. Genesis 2, 19 through 20 says, Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would name them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was his name, Adam. So Adam gave names to all cattle, to to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. I mean, can you see all of them just coming past Adam? Nothing biting him. Nothing biting him. Look, cow. Sheep, goat, gorilla, a swan, chichi, elephant, chimpanzee. You know what? Guess Adam was a genius. He was a genius. He was created in innocence. He had not fallen into sin. And God gave him, he said, I'm going to create it. I'm going to give you dominion over it. And by the way, I'm going to, even though it's mine, Adam, I'm going to give you the privilege of naming my creation. Isn't God sweet? No one knows for sure how many species of animals exist on earth. In fact, some 10,000 species of animals are discovered each year with over one and a half million species already described. Projections for the number uh, of species on Earth range somewhere between 2 million and 50 million. And those are only guesstimations. Number nine, God created the fowls, the birds of the air. Genesis chapter 120b, and let the birds fly, and they begin to fly, create, fly above the earth, across the face of the firmament of the heaven. Genesis chapter 1, verses 21b through 22 says, and every winged bird according to its kind, and God saw that it was good, and God blessed them, saying, be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth in the seas, and let the birds multiply on the earth, while the actual number of birds Species is unknown. 
Since new species continue to be discovered, there are approximately 10,500 known species of birds in the world, according to the International Ornithologist Union. There are approximately 21,000 subspecies of birds, even under that. Then God created, number 10, all peoples. All peoples. Genesis chapter 1, verses 27 through 28b says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. Not male and male, not woman and woman, but male and female. All right? Amen. He created a heterosexual couple. He created them. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. A lot of folk don't want to multiply. They just want to be fruitful in their sexual activity. But they don't want to multiply. They kill babies. They don't like children. I don't want them. That's trouble. I don't want children. They do bad. But you were born. They're too expensive. Somebody had you. Be fruitful and multiply. And you know what? We're going to get ourselves in big time trouble because we don't want to have babies anymore in the context of holy matrimony. And I'm not talking about seeding people all over the place to get government assistance and all of that. I'm talking about, you know, the purpose of marriage is to is to raise up a godly seed for righteousness. When you have a righteous man, a righteous woman coming together in holy matrimony, having holy offsprings to help spread righteousness and to ward off all of the evil. And when you got unrighteous folk having more babies than righteous folk, we are in big time trouble. All people's are precious. <sighs> Be fruitful and multiply. If you want to see the beauty of diversity with people, just sit down at an international airport. My wife, and I do that when we travel around and we're just amazed at all the kinds of people and cultures and languages. Oh, you don't have to go overseas. Just go to Disney World. <laughs> You'll see people from every nation, ethnicity, in many shades, shapes, sizes, speaking every language imaginable. God created them all, male and female, and said, be fruitful and multiply. Before we continue with the message, let's search our hearts and consider ways in which we hinder authentic worship of Almighty God. Do we always honor, adore, extol, serve, and worship Him with joyful hearts at all times and in all things? If we're honest, we'll admit that there is room for improvement. As Psalms 105 tells us, the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. Listen in as Pastor Rander continues this powerful, thought-provoking message, and remember to keep pen and paper ready. He said, how does this relate to finances? I'm so glad you asked. Summary, fill in every word. This is the part that you go holler, ouch. Hey, God has created all of these things for his glory and for the good and enjoyment of humanity. You know, all these things were created for his glory, his good. And for your enjoyment, this should move us to respond in a loving obedience to return thanks by giving our God his time, talents, 
and treasures back to God. Since God has created all these things and has given it for his glory and for your good, and then you ought to be thankful enough and say, God, here it is. Here, here, it, here it is. I give it back to you because without you, I wouldn't have it. I wouldn't even be born without you. B, sadly, as many saints grow older in age, they are still self-centered, is the word, self-centered, and keep for themselves that which belongs to God, the God of all creation. Instead of being more thankful and generous as we come closer to our departure, put departure there from this life. Okay, let me say it again. Sadly, as many saints grow older in age, they, they're, they're still self-centered, 80 years old, still self-centered, keeping for themselves that which belongs to God. You're stumbling over stuff in your house and you, you're so old you can't even see. Can't see the stuff you're stumbling over. Instead of being more thankful and generous as we come closer to our departure, say departure, from this life. How many of you know you're leaving here? All of us. Let me give you a scripture you need to just just put down and read in your quiet time. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 15. It says, everyone comes naked from their mother's womb. You don't come in as well with clothes on. (laughs) A diamond studded earring. You don't come in the world with tattoos. (laughs) You don't come to the world with a silver platter. No. Everyone coming to this world buck naked. And don't even know. You're naked, 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 naked. They don't even, kids don't even care. I mean, two years old, running around, you trying to chase them down, just naked. It's just dangling all the way. Just as free and care. Oh, that's the good days when you're, you're naked and don't even know you're naked. That's innocence. <laughs> wow. Nothing like seeing a little child. Everyone comes naked from their mother's womb. And as everyone comes, so they depart. How? Naked. You can't, somebody's got to clothe you. you. You dead. You can't put no powder, no cologne on yourself. Whatever state you die in, that's the way you die. You, you, you die drunk, you die drunker. That's right. You die prostituting around, you die prostituting around. That's right. So, you know, strange thing is that some folk die in the wrong places. Oh, oh, a number of years ago, in, in during the Sunday school hour, we had a sister to go home to be with the Lord from the Sunday school class. What a blessed way to die. I've heard of accounts where preachers preach their hearts out to the glory of God, sit in the chair, and die. Oh, I wish to God I could die that way. That'll scare a whole lot, whole lot of you into heaven. <laughs> so I'm going, oh, Draper died right in front of me. Oh, God, I'm getting right with you right now. <laughs> it's appointed unto man once to die. But after this, the judgment says Hebrews 9, 27. Someone asked uh, a person of a rich man who died and had a whole lot. Someone asked, how much did he leave? Someone said, everything. Everything. You, you, everything. 
You're going to leave everything. And you can't give God his portion. You're going to leave everything. You die right now. His. Somebody else going to get it. Somebody else going to enjoy it. Somebody else going to mess over it. Going to make you will out. The, go- the government going to take everything. See, with a God who has provided all these incredible undeserved blessings, we should be afraid not to give financially to the king of glory. God provided the sun for you, the moon, the grass, even Lassie, your dog, your little kitty cat, Mew Mew, whatever you named them. They, they all name. Some people got pet squirrels and, and, and rabbits and all of that. He's giving you all these things, critters and birds that fly and walk all over you and fly all over and can light back on you. And yet you can't give him his portion. What is wrong with you? D. When we consider the world, the vast universe and all God's creation, we should be moved. The word is moved like the psalmist in Psalms 116, 12, which says, which ask ourselves. Here's a question. What can I give back to God for the blessings he has poured out on me? Look at that, y'all. I got to say it again. All the he, he given your mother. A father, an education, sisters, brothers, home, opportunities, a breakthrough. He's giving you stuff you don't even deserve. And in response, the psalmist says, what can I give back to God for the blessings he, he's poured out on undeserving me? Truth be told, I need to be whipped and sent to hell. Thank God for grace. E, finally, we we belong to God by creation. You know, the the atheist who says there is no God, do you realize they belong to God? They belong to God because God created them. Yeah, they do. God owns them too. They just don't know it. They're a fool. But God even owns the fool and then let them be a fool. We belong to God by creation. And if we've trusted Christ as our personal savior, we also belong to him by salvation. That's the best way to belong to him, which means we are God's property. That's what we we are. God's property. He is our owner. We answer to him. He is our and master. Therefore, question, have you yielded your body, soul, spirit, and possessions God has entrusted to you back to him? Therefore, have you yielded your body, soul, spirit, and possessions God has entrusted to you back to him. First Corinthians 6.20 says, for you were bought with the price. You know, God paid an awesome price for you. He shed his blood for you on Calvary. He paid it all. He died an agonizing death on the cross that you would have salvation if you trust him alone by faith through grace, my friend. You were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. 
Ephesians 1.7 also says, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. As I conclude, as we consider God's vast, beautiful creation, the song, How Great Thou Art, by Carl G. Boberg and Stuart K. Hine comes to mind. Oh, I imagine Cynthia, the Beverly's, and some others here. We went to, we took a, we gave a cruise, a church cruise for anyone want to go uh, back in the mid 2000s, uh, 2008, or somewhere back in there. And we took whoever wanted to go and wanted to pay, took them on an Alaska cruise where um, I preached on, we had, a, we had our own section on the boat. Huge section, a nice little section. And then we had a concert artist, Barbara Tucker. We, we got her to sing. And then we had a concert uh, pianist. I think his name was Ron, I believe. Uh, Ron. And what could he play that piano? He, she sang and he played. And, I could, and as we were going through a certain segment that, uh, uh, along that body of water, we begin to see these huge, mighty ice glaciers, the likes of which I've never seen. As the bald eagles were spreading their wings and gliding in the Alaskan skies. Barbara Tucker was so moved as she looked and saw the beauty of God's holy creation. She burst out with song and said, Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the works thy hands have made. I see the stars. I hear the rolling thunder. Thy power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. When you look at your children and they're doing well, you ought to say to God, how great (laughs) thou art. When you can wake up in the morning and know your name, (laughs) you ought to say, how great thou art. When God gives you that opportunity, that job that you, even without a degree that you don't deserve, but God promotes you in spite of yourself. When you consider that, you ought to say, how great thou art. When you can walk in the zoo, through, through the zoo and see that God didn't make you a monkey. That's right. He didn't make you a giraffe or an elephant. You ought to look and say, God, you got so much creativity. I'm glad you didn't make me a cockatoo. How great. How great. How great thou art. When I consider the works of thy hands, what shall I give my God for all of his gracious undeserved benefits toward me. 
And all God's children said, Amen. Amen. Father, we treat you so badly. You gave us Bibles, health, strength, skills. You gave us teeth. Even false teeth when the real ones fall out. You gave us the eye blank, shoes, lotion, deodorant, toothpaste, toothbrush, hot water, cold water. We can make it lukewarm if we want to. (sighs) How great you are. And then we turn around and then we cheat you, rob you. So stingy to the one who owns it all, knowing that when we leave this life, we can't take one thing. We shall one day stand and give an account to to stinginess or either generosity, to selfishness, or God will say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant, because of our selflessness. Lord, convict our hearts that we'll never give to you the same way before. Or never take the possessions you have endowed to us for granted. And may we not love the things of the world so much that we cannot give you back that which belongs to you. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said, amen. As we choose to live holy each day of our lives, Satan will seek to destroy us and our testimony. That's his goal. We have a goal, too, to lean on the everlasting arms of Jesus and finish well. As we live for our Lord and Savior, though we are weak, we become strong. Why? Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.